evening, everyone, and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone, and with me tonight we have. I'm Andrew. I'm playing Grizz, the Dwarven Battlemaster or Beastmaster Ranger. Uh, I'm Tom. I will be playing Navi, the uh, half elf uh, fighter, um, rune fighter. And I am Mars. I'm playing Talroth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Scout. And I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the Beefling Barbarian. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, before we get into tonight's action, uh, we do have a couple of quick announcements. So uh, I will go ahead and tell you guys about our wonderful sponsors for this campaign. They are our friends over at Norse Foundry. Uh, you can uh, follow them, find them over at NorseFoundry.com. I think there's also going to be some links that go into the chat. Um, we have some tremendous Norse Foundry dice. They do really awesome metal dice. They do some gemstone dice. They do dice uh, boxes and all sorts of really fun and uh, and cool things. So if you head on over there and you use the promo code REPRPG, R-E-P-R-P-G, you get 15% off your entire order, including shipping. So if you are uh, getting some quality dice, some big price tag dice, and you're getting them shipped to you, uh, 15% off, that's a, that's a good chunk of change. So definitely head on over there, check them out, see what they got going on, and uh, tell, them, tell them Rep sent you. Uh, we also would like to give all of our wonderful friends that uh, participate here on the channel with us opportunity to tell us about what they got going on around the interwebs. So, Andrew, what you got going on? After you unmute. Oh, there we are. Yeah, that's, uh, I know what I'm doing on the internet. Um, you can watch all the chaos unfold. I have my own D&D channel, easy to spell, uh, dispel spelled with two L's. Because the name's easy to spell, and we still messed it up. Uh, we play every Sunday, usually at six o'clock Central Time. Um, yeah, and I'm real glad to be here, and I have a lot of fun doing that. So, now we saw the other day you guys were playing. Was it Magica or Magica Two? Uh, the first Magica. The we first were Magica. trying to, but we kept having <laughs> technical issues. Uh, uh, yeah, so we we've been on Thursdays usually doing like a separate, just kind of squad play date Absolutely. kind of game thing yeah now we're trying to play around with games like that that's very cool yeah i i i had played briefly magica too and i love the tagline was learning to spell again and i thought your 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 stream in particular playing that game learning to spell again was was it tickled me so i just wanted yeah to it was that. see what you did that's that. yeah and if you were watching for any amount of time we failed tremendously at that as well <laughs> i think in the tutorial we managed to kill like all four of us managed to kill somebody else in the party and we had to restart accidentally <laughs> it was it's that's part of the fun game. of that game from what it, i understand it really is yeah yeah so that's that's very cool um our, um tom Harvey. 
Yeah, hi. Um, uh, y- you can probably tell, um, those of you watching or listening, that um, I am I am not uh, one of the uh, Floridians uh, uh, pictured here. I am from uh, merry little uh, Britain, uh, and um, I, I, I stream accordingly. Um, I am a member of Wicked Game RPG. That is Wicked Game RPG on every platform, basically. Um, at the moment, we are taking a brief hiatus from our main campaign um but fear not because we're only two episodes into um a nice little collaboration uh, that we're doing with um a with another group uh close to us geographically um uh in norfolk uh uk uh, uh they are dyson slice um they do they run a marvelous podcast um where and they are the only D&D fifth ed podcast run by baked goods um uh, so we're doing a little a little collaboration between them um and it's real fun it's pirates um and we're all stupidly high level come and check it out um uh, we're, we're also on youtube um so you can check out those sort of previous um episodes as well i'm gonna stop talking now uh so thank you very much <laughs> Very cool, very cool. Yes, definitely check them out. And then down bottom, we have our friends from Lance Orlando. Tell us what you guys have got going on, because it is it is a fun and uh, an interesting departure from from the original mission statement, if I understand correctly. Uh, do you want me to do it? You can, if you like. Oh, boy. Let me talk. Oh. Well, for those of you who do not know, uh, both Kez and I are part of Lance Orlando. Lance stands for Live Action Novelty Combat. I forgot what the E stands for. Damn. Entertainment. I yeah. Thank you. I am so bad at this. This is why I don't talk. But what a lot of what we do, we do perform at Renaissance Fairs down in Central Florida, uh, most predominantly at the Orlando Renaissance Fair, ORF. But given that COVID is still impacting a few things down here, we've started making the move to start doing our shows digital. And going off of that, we're experimenting with a few things with cameras, with editing, and soon to be putting some stuff up on our Patreon, which once we get that up and running, we will get you guys the links and information. And especially when it comes to getting our fight show digital, recorded, and online. Nice. Super excited about that. So definitely stay tuned for that. Check out all of our wonderful friends and family here with the rep. We are still taking uh, submissions for PVP season two. The start date, uh, we have pushed back once already. If we need to push it back again, we will. We're going to try to really give everybody that signs up and is available to dive into it. A, A worthwhile experience. The rules have been overhauled. Hopefully I will have out a... Uh, document go reviewing all of those for you guys tomorrow um but it's a really good time and we're really excited for for season two and a ton of people that were working on season one have volunteered to jump behind the screen to uh help out backstage behind the scenes and uh it's gonna go it's gonna be all the better for it so really really excited about that uh i think that's everything we've got oh one last thing tomorrow night we start a brand new show just for the month of October, just for the spooks. 
It is going to be run by Matthew, uh, who you occasionally see here on Disasters as Clever Stitch. You see him on Vampire the Masquerade, usually on Thursday nights as Jace. He is going to be GMing it. I will be playing, uh, Megan Fenner will be playing, a couple of other new friends from our Discord and uh, elsewhere around the internet will be joining us in a horror-themed month-long adventure uh, I, it's something about encountering the nameless god. So uh, I, I know that children go missing. That's what I got. Uh, that's what I've been warned of. There's a town, a nameless god, and missing children. So that's a recipe for good times if I ever heard one. Um, so please come back and check that out tomorrow night. So, all right. You guys ready to get back into it. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been able to disasters. I'm excited to be here with you guys. Let's uh, let's do it, shall we? Yeah, before I jump into that, uh, we're like level 19, right? Yes, yes, exactly. You are at level 19 if you don't know how to read 19. It's more like 11? Pretty sure. Sorry, it doesn't compute. <laughs> <laughs> well... Here we go. Our adventure takes place in the lands of Lickdracht. They are lands of myth and legend, and more and more these days, they are lands of destiny. Our heroes are the archivists. They have ventured across this bold new continent. They have encountered beholders and dragons and freed ancient dwarven kings. They have stood face to face with avatars of destiny and players of a great game. And here, most recently, they have learned dragon cult, gaining influence within the walls of Draconopolis, where dragon society flourishes for First time. And yet, within that revolutionary society, with that shining city on something's corrupt. And so our friends have thought long and hard about what their next steps will be. As corruption spreads throughout the Feywild, as their new ally, the Black Dwarves, fires safety. As their old allies in the Republic of the Black Gem, back across the mountains, Rian's Dawn uh, continue uh, ban be bandied about by the players of the Great. There are many, many uh, irons in their fire. Probably can't reach them all. But likely changed forever. So we are gonna join our heroes uh on this, I believe the fifth day of Apex. Um that is the uh because your your heist was on the first day of Apex. Had to be done before it. So, we're going to say it's been a few days. Uh, you guys have gone around town. You've talked to a number of knowledgeable allies. 
I think you still have uh, one or two more if you really wanted to, but you have learned of uh, of a particular artifact. Would anybody care to recount what you know of Iron's staff? If I remember correctly, because I see that uh, Kez is getting her notes out, so I should be quick about this. Uh, Gyron's staff was broken into a bunch of different shards. He swallowed three of them. Yep. And then there's seven pieces unaccounted for. Six, technically. You know that there is one within uh, the walls of Cairdion. Um Most likely, and I, I think you know it has something to do with the bells that ring out and uh, and form the protective magic of the city, the magic that prevents true draconic form from ever entering, um, from ever entering Cairdion. Uh, and I know that you guys had an interest in, in creating some similar form of technology for the Black King. Um, yeah, right now we have the orb, or the orb of dragon kind that... We're not sure how to use it. Yes. There was also like some dragon tooth that we never really got looked at. Dragon tooth. Dragon tooth. The blue tooth. Blue yeah, tooth. like a like a blue dragon's tooth that I just remember it was part of what was taken off of that guy who disappeared into ice. Mm. The similar the Simul- Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> I. I will I will find my notes on the blue dragon's tooth, but yes, that does make sense. Radovid, it was on Radovid when when that happened. Yes. Got it. Anything else? Uh, okay. So we went through the whole curse of the queen. There was a prince dragon. They rallied to their lands. There was a worm king. Worm king is probably in a prison. Um, Gyron the Great, who was originally the ruler of Draconopolis, is also a dragon knight. Uh, mostly what we he, wanted to see, if there was something... He was, a, he was a devout supplicant of the dragon knight. The dragon knight mm-hmm. is this world sort of term for the platinum dragon Bahamut. That's a, a okay. good point of reference for it. Uh, the dragon queen, uh, a, a strong reference for... Uh, Tiamat. Tiamat, yep. And uh, the worm king... Uh, Io, I suppose, although I wouldn't equate a lot of the mythologies <laughs> to of them. Uh, Gyron's staff was cut from the claw of the Dragon Knight, hence those important items. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have rumors of the staff that are still floating about pieces of where they exactly may be, but those rumors are just that, rumors. Sounds good. Cool. So, sorry, just just so that I have it in my uh, head, uh, have it straight in my head. Um, in order to, there was there was uh, there was talk of someone trying to uh, bring t- back together the, the 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 parts of the staff, right? Um, it wasn't so much to rebuild the staff, but we needed the staff to power that anti-dragon defense grid shield thing. Because cool. we found out that one of the shards could be used to power it, but 
we need to figure out how to find a shard to get it to the dwarves if that's one of the routes we wanted to go. To potentially use that to power their version. Okay, I've got you. Sorry, this is this is coming from uh, one of the characters that, that planned the heist uh, and then uh, swiftly departed. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, okay, I did nice. heisting. Heisting was my job. My job's done. I have I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing left for you. Development was my job. Delivery is yours. Uh, yeah. Um, I think. Uh, uh, I'm Kimono slightly. I think um, uh, Tom uh, is um, slightly less knowledgeable about all of this. Navi also is, and I think will happily um, kind of follow Treasure and Talroth and Grizz um, to to uh, do their bidding. Um, uh, he needs only be told what. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Would you guys prefer to have some of this conversation in character, or do you want to continue to have it in in this out-of-character sort of straightening things out? I know it's been a couple of weeks. I am perfectly happy to continue to clarify uh, goals and things for you. I'd be okay. Sorry, go on. I'd prefer to have it in character because I always feel like our characters wouldn't necessarily say the things we say sure. or make those same decisions. Absolutely. That sounds good. So you guys are inside the uh, are inside within little empire and this is still working. It is the uh, in a town of wizards and arcanists and a place that is drenched in living magic the little empire is a uh tourist trap attraction of a tavern with a a stage show whose waiters uh clip and clop about on um with with coconut hooves in order to deliver their the meals at the ends of lance's uh adorned with meat sticks lance kebabs lance kebab meat sticks and uh and shields filled with with sides and fixins uh as as it were the food of which has improved uh markedly although it was not bad to begin with but the the constant uh i'm gonna go with harassment of grizz has has served its purpose well um it is, we'll say, relatively early morning, about nine, uh, nine to ten in the morning. You guys have had enough time to gather up and begin, or you know, have have done your morning and any other preparations that you may have for the day. Um, so, I I would imagine Grizz was probably the first downstairs, helping out yep. with. Uh, breakfast orders of of the day um who would be the second i I think uh navi has probably spent the majority of the night kind of just outside uh watching and listening um just making sure that there's no 
there are no sort of you know roving guard party uh, parties of guards uh, trying to find um, people who have. Uh, recently done a heist on a on a library and stuff like that you know just 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 making sure that we're safe where we are and not don't need to be in the sewer or anything like that so sure well um why don't you go ahead and because it's probably been a couple of days why don't you roll me a um i will take investigation or there's not a streetwise in this um or if you just want to make like a diplomacy uh see God, I'm in. I'm in some other systems today, aren't I? That, those are those are some old old school skill checks. Um, persuasion checks. Yes, oh, persuasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take I'll take persuasion or or let's go with persuasion or investigation, as you sort of the night before have attempted to gather the uh, the the knowledge of the day. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, that was a twelve. So uh, with a persuasion roll, that would be a nineteen. Nineteen. Um, okay. Yeah, nicely, nicely done. Um, I okay. the The town is very much buzz. The heist that was planned and that you guys participated in executing um, of Radovid, you've come to learn that the library was pretty much the oldest building or the oldest establishment within Caradion. It, it was the wizard's hub of which they traded not only magical secrets, but um, one could, much like a... They treated the raw magical energy like currency. It was deposited and accrued interest and could be withdrawn in order to, to cast higher-level spells or, you know, things things along the, those lines. Um, so the... The rapid destruction of this town, of this portion of the town, and it being shunted primarily into Astral Sea, um, as very much multi-dimensional space within of how that goes. Um, the town is a buzz uh, from from every every step along the way. And there is decidedly two, I will say actually maybe three camps. Um, one is a group of citizens that are very much focused on, uh, you get the feeling they are perhaps the more landed gentry, the established families within the city that are out for, for blood and justice. Um, whoever and whatever caused this has ruined them probably not just financially but but for generations past and future this is um this is rough this is bad um so there are a number of investigators of inquisitors of sort of bounty hunters and headhunters and mercenaries that have been called into the town asking questions um you don't necessarily think that they're necessarily that they're very much on your trail and Tui's uh, traveling tavern is yep. difficult enough to track down but eventually she'll either need to vacate the area or or risk giving up uh, too many secrets the rest of the accomplices are nowhere to be seen or spoken of really so that is good the second camp 
is professors, um, part of the Herdian United University. Again, I don't know why I named it an airline, but I did. Um, who are looking to replace the library as the primary um, social function, but also the, the primary hub of arcane knowledge and, and magical practice. Uh, it is attempting to, fu to fulfill the, what it, on the surface, the, t the function it performed, right? Whereas the library was a secret society and those in the know knew its value. Um, the school is now attempting to assert itself and its political, magical, and um, civic powers. And the third is a gold room. The third is independent sorcerers and wizards and even um, clerics, less of, less of the druids, um, but all, all magical practitioners of a certain strength and beyond, which you guys are, are actually um, are hiring and looking for able-bodied uh, adventurers, uh, even just you know torch holders and um, and money uh, hefters, um, but not not of a normal variety. Very specifically, um, there's a lot of recruiting from the student body, and there's a lot of intelligence and acumen tests. Um, as all of the secrets and all the magical that was within the library, now being in the Astral Sea means it's just there to be found and collected. Um, and it... The Astral Sea, um, you, your intelligence is what dictates your movement, your physical prowess. It, it is, it is uh, a very different uh, place, but you can tell there are expeditions being put together to try to delve into the Astral Sea and acquire um, so much of what's been lost. And either sell it back, to hoard it, to take it away, to um, to who knows? Maybe just claim it and do what they want with it. Um, so that's what's going on in the town right now, and it is, um, yeah, it it is super, super. Um, there's an energy buzz, buzz, super buzz. Um, um, I think I think in in full in full sort of practicality, uh, Navi is Navi registers the the prospecting, uh, the information about the prospecting and uh, the kind of the potential uh, uh, money that could be accrued there. Um, is strangely uh, somewhat satisfied that the gentry is uh, finding themselves slightly dis disheveled. Mm -hmm. um, but, but mainly the pragmatist in him is uh, uh, 
comfortable and content that uh, that we're not sort of on the radar for now, um, supposedly. So um, I think I think yeah. Um, sorry, this was a, a little sort of sidebar from your uh, very first question, which was who woke up uh, next, and I think uh, this Nadi is will good. probably sort of yeah, this is good information to have, and if this is the information you've yeah. gathered, absolutely, please. Yeah, Navi will probably wander in, um, possibly a little bit earlier than most people will be getting up. I think um, sure. looking looking for that uh, that sort of welcoming table that has kind of uh, been been so accommodating to him, um, uh, and uh, sort of seeing seeing Grizz uh, sort of in the kitchen will give give a, a, a sort of um, a wave, and I think um, he'll just sort of sit down and start to take the cards out. Uh, that that kind of uh, mechanical routine that he's got into of uh, taking the cards out and start to looking looking at the cards again um, until everyone else wakes up. Yeah, Narvi is there. He is shuffling through. Go ahead. I thought I cut Andrew off. I apologize. Oh no, that's, I was just scratching my side of my head. Uh, Grizz gonna be in the kitchen just until everybody else wakes up. Having established himself as just there. Of course. Uh, so then we are to Tauroth and Treasure. What are you guys up to? I will probably stumble my way downstairs at some point. Hair just a mess. Like half the braid is out. But his outfit still looks just like all the other people in the town, just still kind of glamoured with the glamoured armor effect. Just kind of walk up to the bar where I know Grizz is there and just coffee, black, six sugars, please. Be right there for you. It's one minute putting the final touches in something I think is going to be real nice. That sounds good, Grizz. And then I was going to mage hand and let the little wind elemental just rebraid my hair to fix it. I'm just waking up. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. I wake up with coffee-flavored sugar, too. (laughs) There's eventually a thump upstairs, which was the sound of treasure falling out of bed. There's eventually some jingling. And then eventually another very half-awake tiefling, which looks somewhat like a tiefling, somewhat like a golden haystack (laughs) at this point kind of shuffles her hooves downstairs as she's trying to get her pile of hair under control. She just comes up and pulls up a chair next to Talroth. Morning. Morning. Grizz pushes his... crap. (laughs) Seeing everybody there, Grizz pushes his way out of the kitchen uh, with a tray couple coffees and everything on it. He sits down. He said, I've been working on this whole morning. Uh, traditional dwarven breakfast, eggs, bacon, sausages, sausages, bacon, eggs. But here's the trick with this one. I've suspended it all in clarified, concentrated beef stock. So it forms like this gelatinous. He slaps it. Uh, call it aspic. Oh, oh God. Ah. Uh. Grizz Drew, I hate you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
um, I think <laughs> I think uh, Navi, having sort of placed himself at the the table where uh, everyone last sort of uh, got together uh, and seeing everyone at the bar, kind of waits about uh, like twenty seconds or so and sort of keeps keeps looking over before he kind of like trundles up to the bar and sort of uh, and sits down next to you all and sort of goes, um, uh, "Morning." <clears throat> Morning, Narvi, and Treasure's kind of not Morning. looking at him because she's horrifically fascinated. Like it's like watching a train wreck, watching breakfast jiggle. It, it hasn't stopped moving since you put it down, Grizz. It's Is that the beauty of it. It took me all, all day to get all night to get this right. Is it alive? No, no, it's just a calling optical illusion. Uh, this is the uh, uh, chef treat that I can make that gives you four temporary hit points. If you eat Are it. you sure, bud? Are you sure? <laughs> Positive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I want to establish dominance on a gelatinous cube, I suppose eating it would be a good idea, right? It's just practice, yeah. It's, uh, I wouldn't recommend eating those. It's, they're quite acidic from what I... Not that I've ever tried to eat one, mind you. Aye. But yeah, it's like a through adventurer's breakfast. Something new. She's going to very delicately like try it because Treasure does have a stomach of steel. There's very little she won't eat. <laughs> I'm waiting until she tries some first. Gr- Grizz has like sliced off a generous portion for himself and is just having at it. Into town, <laughs> I think. Uh, I think Navi will sort of take <laughs> take a slice and kind of put it in a pocket, and kind of <laughs> looks looks at uh, Grizz and goes, um, "I'm saving mine for later." Um, After a little while, it's just going to be wet bacon. Uh, it kind of looks at you like, <laughs> like a trapped animal, and then it goes. Uh, how I, how I like it. Um, right, thank you. we'll keep that in mind next time. <laughs> the slumped shoulders get ever so slightly more slumped. <laughs> I'm, I'm figuring out what it is you'll eat. Bye. We'll get there, Narvi. We'll get there. Yep. <laughs> um... <laughs> I think I think um, during this uh, little bit of time, to I, I guess as much to inform you all as to uh, get out of this slightly awkward situation that, that Navi's found himself in. Uh, Navi explains um, the, the the recon sort of that he's kind of been picking up from from the town, the the sort of the the, the news that has come from his his time sort of chatting to people. Um, uh, less. Less, uh, less of the information about um, the, the the gentry and the, the economic sort of downfall, and more the fact that I, th- I think we're safe um, uh, for now. Uh, but uh, I don't know whether we want to keep our um, keep ourselves low to the ground, um, or even get out while the going's good. I guess. Yeah, because I know there was all that talk about Gyron's staff and all that, and if we need to get a piece of that for the dwarves, or if they can make use of what we got now. I mean, what do the rest of y'all think? 
I mean, there, and then it's, I don't think the piece would be here, at least not from some of the rumors and hearsay we managed to pick up with that real nice dragon in the temple. Pieces would be outside of here. And I think the heading back to the forge, at least because, I mean, they forge stuff, it's in the name. Uh, they might have actually heard about some of these pieces of magic item. Or at least they'd probably know how to differentiate the rumor. Speaking of magic items, treasure kind of takes off the necklace of adaptation. Uh, the bracers, I'm a little full. Anybody need? Hey, what does it do? Uh, you can pretty much breathe in anything. Including underwater. I sort of look at it and uh, finger finger the thong around my neck. That sounds bad, doesn't it? Uh, finger the sort of leather cord around my neck um, and sort of go, I've already got something. Thank you. I wouldn't say no to it, so I've got room. And let's tell her if it's something that's interesting to you. Nah, I'm good. I'm good for the moment. No, go for it, Grizz. If you don't mind, that's... Uh... She holds it out to Grizz. It is a necklace of adaptation. Perfect. Thank hey, you treasure. Much. Hey, treasure. Uh, something you said kind of got me thinking with the dwarves a little bit. Thinking back to when everything with the Black King happened, he had a nice, big old, massive treasure room. What do you think the odds are that one of them shards is in there? I mean, it's possible. And it would definitely save us a trip all over Lickdrocht and beyond. If we return to the Black King as well, it'd be good for me to touch back in, let him know that the Mind Flayers were dealt with, as well as what happened with the rest of my party. Um, I, I, mean, I have a contact here in the city, right? That has a way of like yeah. getting a message back to the Black King. Yeah, there was a um, there was a point of contact, a scout, I believe, that um, was a maybe a sorcerer or arcanist of some kind, because um, mm-hmm. he's the you know probably the best person to put in the magic city, and yeah. so he can, so yeah he, they he has the capacity to cast sending, um, he may have some other um, magic for you. Uh, you'd have to remember his name or make it up again. So. Uh, don't try. Uh, Delrin, I think I have that yeah. one, a big star next to that. So yeah, that makes sense. Guess. Yeah, um, to get in touch with Delrin. We don't necessarily have to go all the way back. That's I've got a contact that can get in touch, put some feelers around, have people looking, let them know what we're after. Um, I think getting the contact to at least look ahead would be nice, but going back is also probably not a bad idea in case we need to look ourselves. But also, considering what happened to your party, at least something I've learned in my time is when stuff like that happens, it's best to do the next of kin thing face-to-face. Not my real strong suit, but I agree. And it might not be a bad idea to... uh take uh, Cass and Trinit over there somewhere a little safer where we know there'll be. It's not a bad idea either. 
And Narvi, I know that things with you have been a little um, unclear, but maybe some of those answers you said you were looking for, maybe somebody as old and wise as the Black King may have at least a crumb or where to start. I hope so. Uh, <clears throat> I found um, wandering uh, looking Francis uh, has not really come up with any. Uh, so I'd have thought, um, I'd have hoped that someone as knowledgeable as that uh, could at least explain something. Um, I'll go with you. Wherever you go. Kind of looks back now at the deck of cards uh, again and kind of, um, yeah, nods a couple of times. How's that deck been treating you? Uh, They haven't said much. Um, The the pictures are pretty, um, but uh, I was actually hoping that you could, that we could spend some time together. Um, I think you, you have a better idea of the cards than I do. Um, If that would be okay, Alroth. Well, I, I wouldn't mind telling you the little bit that I know about them. I mean, truth be told, I just kind of fucked around and found out. Fucked around and found out. <laughs> sort of looks back down with sort of a, a, a heightened intensity. Um, and goes, okay. If I can interject really quick, uh, forgive me, I don't know a whole lot about magical cards. Generally, those allow you to essentially bet things you wouldn't normally be able to wager, right? That's the part where I fucked around and found out. Now, on the lines of fucking around and finding out, what if you played for the lost memories? What if you wagered those? I've looked up at you and widens his eyes slightly and kind of goes, you can do that. I don't know. Fuck around and find out. Actually, uh, you're definitely on to something there. Because first, because the, the history of me with these cards, I just found them in some some uh, old mage tower. I belonged to some jackass named uh, Lara Shendelav or whatever, something. Either way, found the cards there. thought they were kind of cool because they were all round and such. Took them with me. A bunch of people didn't know what they were. One one little gnome that we came across some traveling caravan of weird stuff. He's like, "Oh, these are the deck of fate," but he didn't know much else after that. Uh, turns out Screebers knew something about Screebers. I gotta check on that little bastard. But actually, uh, Grizz, I'm gonna need some of that uh, a- aspic. Is that what you call it? Yeah, let's say yeah. Here you go. Cut, cut off a slice. All right, uh, I just wrap that up and I'll, I'll take it over to him. But I'll um, get it. I'll be in the kitchen. I'll grab a box for you. A little doggy bag. And then turn back to Narvi. So uh, eventually found, say, like, Screepers knew a little bit about them, but then found some weird old crone, like turtle, turtle crone that 
she had a deck too, showed me how to play the game a little bit, and things got a little weird after that for me because she bet something of her memories and it changed and it worked for her. So might work for you. Well, um, sounds morbid, but I've got nothing uh, as it stands. Uh, stands to reason I can gain something. Um, I'll have a little think. Thank you. Uh, much appreciated. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong, though. I mean, if you try to tell the cards what you want, chances are they might not listen. It's it's probably going to turn out to be when in a... Uh, when the time is right, the card will come up kind of deal. But like, it, like, like the previous one, like the, the cards that, that, that fell on the floor over there and points to where we were, we last were when that card with Navi um, on it uh, came up, um, bleeding, bleeding on the floor um, with some form of dryad above him. Like that. Yeah, I mean, if, if that's definitely tied to some of your missing memories because, well, one sec. Then I'm going to pull my deck out and just kind of blindly shuffle and just flip one card over to see what it's, just to see what the picture shows. Okay. Um, to what end? Are you just looking for an example? Are you attempting to cast Augury? Are you, um, what are you, yeah. What are you looking for? Uh, just, yeah, just an example of how the cards kind of have a bit of a mind of their own and just flip one over just to see what it says. Okay. Um, so the the card you flip over is... Um, roll me a d20. Uh, the eternal question. Dice or dice roller? Which will betray me today? That is the question. Five. Five. Okay. Yeah. So you flip um, flip through the deck. Pull out the card. It is the... Um, it is the card of uh, a streaking comet that... Um, in its in the tail of the comet, there is a sort of constellation that is sometimes highlighted. Probably it might even change sometimes. But the way the comet is is trailing around the circle is sort of Ouroboros, right? Almost like it's eating its own tail. Um, the comet it, itself is um, fiery vibrant and in the tail the constellation is of a um is of a mage um sort of a, a master arcanist a common constellation in most society yeah just looking at the card just kind of tilted so narvi can see it now here's the thing before, when, I, when I'd be able to kind of draw a card just to kind of see what's going on, I usually got something related to either what's something about to happen to me or to my brother when he was still around. 
at least for me, last couple days, it's been kind of quiet. So either things are kind of settling down for me or things are getting ready to kind of pick up steam later. Or maybe maybe fate's kind of taking that off of me for a second. Now they got their eye on you. I will say, just to enhance here, the type of cards that you would see, usually there there is always sort of a... Um, you've had these cards for a minute, Balroth. There's a common face of them. The, the, like, this is one of them, right? You've seen this one plenty of times. Um, it's the times that, you know, you if you flipped over the whole deck in the past, the one that you would that would catch your eye would be of you and your brother, right? The other cards weren't blank, necessarily. They just weren't terribly specific. Um, so you, you get the feeling that there's always a face that's on them, and then whenever the probably associated emotion or, or destiny or whatever is there, that's when it sort of changes to uh, definitely represent you or whoever the deck owner is. Okay. Thank you. That's um, that's good to know. Um, I wonder whether um, you might help me uh, potentially put a little wager on... Um, Later tonight, uh, something something tells me um, dawn is not the most auspicious time for uh, fake cards. He kind of gives like a like a a sort of half smile as though he's trying to reveal. Um. <sighs> I mean, that's that's the thing about these cards. <laughs> They'll tell you when they're ready. But we could definitely keep an eye out to see if we come across somebody else with these cards. Because they do seem to, be, seem to be a little more common out here than they were back east. I mean, who yeah. knows? Chances are maybe some somebody will walk in the next five minutes. They have their own deck and uh, yeah, maybe pull a bit of a Kansas City switcheroo on them. And you get your memories back and... Uh, they won't know. And furrows his brow for a second and just points his uh, his body ever so slightly towards the door and watches for a bit. Um, uh, as <laughs> and sort of sits there like uh, in his in his haunches for a bit. Um. Well, maybe. Uh... If once we are try to finish up whatever this um, meat jelly is, probably go pay a visit to Screeber, see if that little bastard's ready to go, and actually maybe see if he has any ideas. I mean, he's he's like a tiny dragon, ain't he? Treasure's mouth is full of some of the aspect, just deviled egg, and she's like, Talroth, that's borderline racist." And she's like feeding some of the aspect to Benedict at this point. Chris <laughs> comes back out of the kitchen and just kind of drops what is pretty much just a wet bag of aspect in front of Tarot. Yeah, that hopefully Scribers likes it. I don't know if it travels well. Um, 
It's really only good when it's fresh, I think. It's already starting to sweat. Uh, yeah, I haven't figured that bit out. Are, yeah, you, are, are you sure it's not alive? Pretty sure. That's, uh, I've never cooked anything that started to dead and came to life. That's not really the purview of magic I'm familiar with. Um, but hey, maybe I've stumbled on something new and the wizards of this city will pay a pretty penny for it. Treasure pokes the aspic a little. It is Never magical, heard of though. necro-baking. <laughs> Navi, necro- Navi looks at the living aspic uh, slightly <laughs> with, with, a, with a hint of jealousy in his eyes. <laughs> um... This uh, Screevers, he's um, he's at the hospital, isn't he? Uh, last I remember, yeah, he was still just kind of holed up, resting there. Right, right. Okay. Um, uh, shall we all go, or do do you have uh, other things? Other things in mind, looking at Grizz and at Treasure. Uh, he should probably meet you guys, honestly. He hasn't really had the chance. And if you're traveling with us, um, it's probably best that Screebers knows you're with us. He's a special individual. Oh, uh, yeah. Can... We might have to work into the contract, too. Uh, reviews and everything. Six-month reviews for pay raise and all that stuff. We get paid for this. No, we pay him, technically. Oh, right. Okay. So, he reviews us, and we... Uh, he can take it with Saraid. If you uh, want to talk to Screamers, though, I can go check in with Delrin, send word uh, to the King's Court, let them know that we're going to be making our way back, um, and to keep an eye out for Gairon's staff, or if they know anything about it. Um you don't think I'm needed, really, at the hospital? I've met Screebers. He's fine. Um, I'll just catch up with you in a little bit. And that's uh, back here, packing up, heading out of town next then, right? Yeah, pretty sure we still got to figure out where everyone else is. I mean, I'm pretty sure we know where Sarat and Dozen are, so now it's just a matter of finding Sarak, Stitch, and Fable. Right. I think Benedict can probably sniff out Fable. They've been bonding pretty well these last couple days. Um, I'm not sure about Sorok or Stitch, though. That's easy. With Sorok, all we got to do is figure out where uh, Mordekainen's faithful pigeon is, and we'll find him. Somebody tells me that um, Clever Stitch uh, is fairly pr- proficient in finding you, as opposed to the other way around anyway, so um sure it'll be fine. Um, all right, uh, and uh, Navi sort of goes to stand, kind of looks over at Grizz, kind of pats the pocket with the, uh, with the, uh, the, the spittoon, what's it called? The aspect. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Aspect. And kind of uh, like gives like a slightly queasy smile. 
<laughs> and uh, starts to walk towards the door um, uh, in, in preparation to go meet Screamers. All right. Yeah, I'll pick up the doggy bag and just give Benedict a couple squishes behind the ears and follow suit. So you guys are heading to see Screamers Treasure. Where are you going? I'm going with them to go see Screamers. Okay. I haven't seen Screamers. Haven't seen them in a minute, huh? Sounds good. And then, uh, Grizz, you're going to head and speak with... Dalaran, my contact, Dalaran. yeah. Yep. I was about to call him Dalaran. And I was like, that's not right. That's a different nope, game. Not quite. Very, very powerful dwarven mage here. Yeah. <laughs> Lord... Okay. Uh, yeah, you guys make it to the hospital. Let's go ahead and start there. Um, as you guys are making your way inside, the receptionist definitely knows you all. You've come running through here multiple times doing Lord only knows what, but we've we've come to accept it uh, for, for what it is. Um, as you guys are making your way into Screeber's room, you um, you know that Thosin has been tending to him pretty regularly. And yeah, he you see you see Screebers in there, um, anime bandaged up, but he is uh, up on his feet and looks like he is packing some form of bags, suitcase backpack uh, little thing. Um, doesn't look like it's it's the best, but um, uh, you see him just trying to like buckle it shut and he kind of struggling with it for, for a moment uh, as you guys are making your way in. Yeah, Treasure, you, you, you want to help him out? Uh, Yeah, hi, Screevers. What? Oh, hello. Uh, you need some help there? Um... No, I got it. Then you see him like put a foot up on the on the buckle, and he's he's giving it the the Daffy Duck pull at at the moment. Um, and then like with one clawed toe, sort of. Muppets over to the other one, and he starts starts doing it. Treasure's going to lend, like, the lightest hand, like, just to hold a finger down just to help him a little bit, but not, like, overdo it. <laughs> sure, sure. And when you do, he kind of looks at you like, oh. <clears throat> All right. There. All right. Good. And he, like, pats it. And um, some of you have some pretty high um, perception checks. It, it's not all cloth. I think you hear the the subtle clinging of of um vials or or jars uh wrapped in 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 fabric kind of like the muted sort of thick clinking of it i guess for lack of a better word um all right ah Ooh, good that was good okay <clears throat> glad to see you're looking better Yes, I am looking very good. I have survived being my grandest self. I am I am okay. 
Well, that's really good to hear, Screebies. I mean, you don't look a day over 30. Well, let's not get crazy now. Well, if you want crazy, uh, we brought some food for you. You remember that uh, that nice dwarf with the big old badger, Grizz and Benedict? Mm, kinda. Well, Grizz made breakfast for everybody, and I'm going to hand him the, the doggy bag with the aspic. He smells it. Kind of lo- uh, opens it. It tastes better than it looks, trust me. That's good. It looks bad. It looks real bad. Yeah, it was it was kind of jiggling at first, but we made sure it was dead first. I don't understand. If it's soup, why isn't it in like a jar? Uh, it should have been. He, he opens it up and like sticks it over over your face to like give you a real good look at it. Huh. It melted. Damn. <laughs> Soup doesn't travel in bags. Well, that's how he packed it for us. I mean, well, we shouldn't let him know, but you can ask Treasure. I mean, she won't lie to you. I mean, it was like a really congealed soup this morning. I don't think you know what soup is. (laughs) Well, in any case... If you want a snack on it, that's all. That's entirely up to you. But we brought somebody uh, new for you to meet because it seems that Grizz is going to be joining us as we head out of here. But we made a new friend. Oh, uh, new friend. Okay. Yeah. Introduce me to new friend. You see him go back over to his bag and he like digs into one of the like side little side pockets. Um, so because it's kind of handy haversack style, right? There's the main bag and the little pouches. He digs into one of the little pouches as Narvi is is mentioned. Treasure's gonna like reach outside of the room and just kind of tap Narvi and gently pull him in. <laughs> sort of full slender man kind of <laughs> like <laughs> hello. <laughs> um, hello. Pleasure to meet you. Is it? Uh, I'm not very good in these kind of situations. Um, What situations are you good in? Funerals? It's yet to be determined. Um, Oh, I bet you do a killing at a funeral. As he says that, he takes see what he's gotten out of his bag it's a it's a line it's a fishing line and uh and a fishing hook and he he goes back over to the bag of soup and he um see him prepping his line it's like a little little hook but it also has like a little harpoon it's at the end of it and um and it up a, a piece of sausage out of out of the gelatin. Oh, oh, no, no, no. That's good. That's good. What's your name? Narvi. Narvi. Okay. Narvi, can I ask a favor? Certainly. Can you step into the hall for a moment? 
Oh, uh, yeah, it's a fairly easy favour to, to, to give. Um, and kind of looks at Treasure and looks at Talroth and kind of goes, <laughs> like, like a kind of, going okay, as he backs out of the room. <laughs> Talroth, Treasure, come here. Come here. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get closer. closer. <laughs> I don't want to alarm you, but he's dead. Scrapers, that's kind of rude. Okay, I know he's very pale and he is bald. And he doesn't and his exactly... tendons are broken and he smells dead and he has meat soup in his pocket, which I'm assuming is because he doesn't need it. So I'm just saying your new friend you probably shouldn't get too attached to because he's not alive. But then how do you explain how he's walking and talking with us? I don't know. Not like we live in a world of infinite possibilities where the dead rise every day for a myriad of reasons or that they perhaps seek eternal life in a wide variety of holy and unholy rituals. No! No one would ever do that! I'm just going to look over a treasure and just... While you guys are piecing this together, he goes to spearfish another piece of... of, uh, of bacon. Or, or, it's not all bacon, I know it's sausages and stuff like that. There is an excess of bacon yeah. in this particular aspect. All right. Well, try again. If he is. We can say living impaired if that makes you feel better. <laughs> Thank you, Screepers. That would make me feel better. It's a little less rude. Okay. I'm sensitive. If he is living impaired, he is. He's still been very kind. Okay. I'm very helpful. That's good. It's it's really rare you meet helpful dead people. Usually they want to eat you or cook you or do something else. But that's all right. I'm okay. Listen. He seems he seems like a cool dead person to me. I just wanted you guys to know that you brought home a dead guy, a dead friend. Your friend is not alive anymore. She looks over at Talroth. <laughs> I'm staying outside. Yeah, just another second. I don't. I oh. get embarrassed when I eat. Uh, it's, he he, he kind of and he he tries to spearfish and like this is a lot of work for bacon. I'm just saying, guys. Like, I'm really glad you came to visit. And I really, I love you the way a kobold loves a scorpion on a stick. But, um, like, this is a lot of effort, so... Let me help you out there, Screamers. Hang on a second. Okay. And I'll pick the bag up, close it. Is there, like, a potted plant or something in the room? No, it's I mean, there's a window if you want to dump some stuff out or whatever. So I'll open up the window. 
I'll hold the bag out the window, and then I'm just going to poke a hole in it and just drain a lot of liquid out the window. Okay, okay. Yeah, all right, that's, yeah, okay. Doesn't seem terribly sporting that way, but whatever, that's fine. Thank you. He takes it back. Um. Okay, Narvi, you can come back in now if you'd like. Thank you, uh... Harvey, I have been assured that you are a very kind, living, impaired person, and it is my pleasure to meet you. Uh Uh-huh. You should know a few things. One, they have attempted to, in the past, make me the leader of the Archivist. I have very kindly rejected this offer. Although, I have on multiple occasions, both with and without their knowledge, saved their lives. I will now take this responsibility, although it is very easy because you're already living impaired, on for you. So, welcome to the Archivist. We do reviews every six months. Although, given recent events, both with the state of our culinary cuisine, and acquisition of new talent being living impaired, I am thinking we should bump those to quarterly reviews. I think there is some greater growth that can happen in our communication department. So, I hope you find this amenable. Of course. Um, I... Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, uh, Does a little half bow uh, before feeling a little bit silly and sort of coming back up. Uh, Yeah, when you bow, he does like he doesn't feel like he doesn't acknowledge it. It's 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 not on his menu, right? He doesn't feel like you need to bow to him, but he he also isn't like insulted. He just it doesn't it doesn't click for for screepers. Um, so. Cool. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I'm packed and I'm ready. What are we up to? That's actually perfect, Screebers, because part of the reason we were on our way here was to let you know we're going to be heading out very soon. Good. That's good. Uh, we're going to be heading back to the forge. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we got some stuff to tie up there. Uh, our new friend Grizz has to report back in, of course. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll sort things out when we get there. Okay, that's good. This is good. Um, how are we getting there? Yeah, we're we're still working on that part. Um, at, at least the working plan in motion is uh, just kind of hoofing it back. Oh, but. Yeah, it's much better than having a caravan of adamantine carts that we lost on the way here. That's a that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whose fault was that? Oh, I'm sorry. Was your life not worth it? Well, I'm just saying, you were able to teleport us out. Couldn't you teleport the cart with us? No! Cart is heavy! Treasure looks down ashamed. It was actually technically my fault. I'm that attacked half of you. It wasn't just your fault. It was his fault, too. 
And My fault, really. <laughs> I would like both of you to make... Um, I would like Treasure and Tauroth to make uh, insight checks. Ten total. Okay. Nine. Okay. I'm going to say it's taken you guys up until this point. Um, you can tell, as much as Screebers likes and trusts you guys, you realize he's he's actually a little hurt about what he about what he had to do to save everybody. Like it it I won't say it's like a like a personal sting, but there is this sense of of I, I'm going to say a, a type of regret that that smacks of of a bad memory. Right? Um, there's there's something to it where he's he's a little he's a little colder he's a little not meaner but he's a little sassier with you guys you know and and he's pretty sassy with Tauroth anyway like this is it's not exactly new and it, it's not malicious but there is kind of this wall this this little bit of like personal distance um, that is. That he's that he is displaying, um, and uh, so uh, like no, you guys were all out of it. It's okay. It happens. <clears throat> anyway, we should if we're gonna walk, we should at least buy horses or something, rhinos or I don't know something. Maybe we could get like. Birds, or honestly, it's probably nice to get. Even if it's not the nice adamantine cart, we can probably get a cart. Yeah, I mean so, a cart. You know, we could also try magic. I mean, there's a whole magic city, right? That is true. Yeah, we could see what it costs to teleport us all back there, which would be definitely quick. Yeah, I mean, as long as I'm not doing it, we won't leave anybody behind. So you know. It's okay, Screaver. She just kind of moves down to, like, him. And she's like, you did the absolute best that you could do. And we're all still here breathing, and I didn't take Fable's head off. And nobody drowned because you did what you had to do. Yeah, no, you're right. These are, I mean, you're right. These are all good things. I am glad no one is dead. And I am glad that everybody is okay. I... Yeah. Just sometimes you feel small. Especially you got to be big for a minute. Well, unfortunately, I can't say a whole lot of being small. As you can see, that I'm kind of big all the time. But I can say that being big is a lot more than actual physical size. You can be a big personality, too. And you don't have to be physically big for that. And you're a whole lot of person Screavers. Screavers looks looks at you and um kinda kinda leans forward. Fu Manchu is burnt off. And uh with very carefully with its with its little cobalt claw taps you on the head. Harvey! Carry 
this for me? And he tosses you his bag. And as you catch yes. it, 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 it jingles, and you can hear that there's there's probably a, a bit of glass, like, wrapped up and tucked in there. Okay. If anybody asks, you brought all that stuff. Let's go. And he takes off running down the hallway. <laughs> I book it after him. Same, same. <laughs> a treasure takes whatever else, because I think he had a couple bags, and just books it out after him. When I make oh, it to the front, I'll just look at the receptionist. Hey, Doris, we're checking him out. We'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> uh, I, I'm okay. I'll probably. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so while this is going on, let us switch channels over to um, Laren. Um, so yeah, where you, you find him, he does keep, uh, most of his space in sort of the Southwestern portion of the city. It's the area that is Arcanist, um, but is more natural magic casters. So sort of where sorcerers and bards to a certain extent, the, um, I will say the non-elite, uh, like wizards and artificers are, are very much the, the central school Right, people that have had to learn their magic and and that sort of thing. So this is a little more of the, um, uh, you know, it's it's the uh, angels to the Dodgers, right? Like it's 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 that. Um, this is this is where the Mets fans lives. Fans live. Yeah. Um. And so you you follow the address. It is a, a relatively nice small flat that is over the top of a um, a small enchanting um, factory or or studio. I guess is probably the better word. Looks like a couple of small um, wizards, mostly doing long term enchantments on ropes. Um, you know things that do. Because you're constantly casting the same spells on the same pieces of rope day in, day out. So rope of climbing, uh, rope trick ropes, th- those sorts of things. Some magical rigging ropes, uh, some longer ones. So it's, um, you know, it takes them, you know, six months a year to make a certain number of these and sell them. And that's kind of their, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they ran out the flat that is that is above it. And when you come in and ask, they, they definitely do right direction. As you're making your way up the side stairs uh, to the door, you look out and you have a pretty nice view of of the city. Um, this is looks like this little flat, this little apartment is one of the definitely in this district, one of the few that is like three story um, because the warehouse below needs that height, and you get the feeling they kind of just threw a. Uh, a like apartment above it so that they could mm-hmm. charge somebody rent uh, and help pay for the costs. So it's, it's an impressive, uh, it's an impressive view. It's really quick to me. You just described the apartment of the person that like taught me how to play D and D. Oh yeah. Apartment that was above an auto shop that was very much like just put there uh-huh. so that they could charge somebody rent. And so this was this was clicking for me. Nice. But, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, and then 
in game, was this like his placement here as a contact? Is it more of like a covert, or is he here as kind of like a, for anybody traveling from, like the the Black King, like with those allegiances, so they have a way to get in touch. Any yeah, any anyone that is a part of the Dwarven Kingdom, because he he's been put yeah. in place here before uh, before the resurrection of the Black King. Okay. Um, so he, he has been put in place here and he's probably been here a year. Um, they so anyone that is part of the Dwarven kingdom would know he probably has not gone around and been like, I'm from the Dwarven kingdom, right? Because it didn't really exist yeah. before and it, it wasn't too, um, it might've drawn some bad attention to it. Um, so I won't mm. say it's covert, but it's definitely not, um, Overt. Yeah, he's not like a spy, but it's not right. yeah. advertised that he's there. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Okay. Yeah. Go up and knock on the door. Uh, until a few minutes go by, uh, a few moments, and, and he'll he'll come over to the door. You can hear almost every footstep. You, the floor is, mm. uh, I won't, you know, it, it wasn't made with dwarven precision, to say the least. Um, yeah. And he... It, goes to open the door and the, and it sort of uh sticks as it grinds the wood on wood along the bottom of the of the um slats of the floorboards. Oh, hey, come on. <coughs> and it's sort of, and it finally like lets loose and it swings open. Hey, man, Good. Did fucking elves make this? What are you living in, Doran? I am living in what they can afford, unfortunately. I wish wish elves had made it. They might have, I don't know, grown me a nice pot to piss in, but nah, it's all yeah, right. Yeah, they knew a dwarf was going to be living here. <laughs> I wish. Uh, but you know what it is with wood. It warps, it rain, and the cold, it twists. It's such a... Eh. Like a dawn underneath our feet. Uh, I wish. I wish I had something as, as sturdy as granite for this, but... Eh, beggars and choosers. Come in, come in. <clears throat> right, that's a, it's been a long time. Let's try to jam the door shut and kind of give up as it sticks like halfway. Yeah, it starts to, and he's like, "You got to, you got to give it a lift." And he'll he'll come over and help you. Uh, I know. I've been I've been trying. I I'll get it. I'll get it. Uh, <clears throat> I've been well. How have you been? I uh, have you? Did you make any contact with him? Uh, I imagine probably in some, oops, it, and pro- probably in some of like the off time that okay. Grizz was not part of the party. He probably would have let him know that he was in town, but nothing Good. like. That's fine. I just yeah. want to, yeah. So this isn't your first, uh, stop by. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, um so we are actually going to be heading back. The, oh. the party have fallen in with, um, and to get word ahead, because if you got a way to do that, let's say, um, I, yeah, absolutely. I have, um, I can make contact back to it, yeah, oh, with the backing, as it were. That's a, <laughs> You're still, still getting used to that. I know, right? It, it's <laughs> it's quite the uh, quite the adjustment, but uh, uh, you haven't even been home since that's all happened. I let's see, see. it's. <sighs> We'll see how it goes. That seems to be going well, yeah. but who knows? 
Well, yeah. I mean, it was all uphill anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> really, can't get worse than it was. Um, but yes, I can I can send word uh, back for you. If there's anything in particular, do let... I'll be sure to do it. Um, I haven't had much in the way of updates, but uh, I know that uh, some reclamation projects uh, of the... Axe Lord's Citadel. And the uh, word is that it's going going well, re-establishing some of uh, some of those secondary locations inside of the House of Shield. Great. That's good. A lot of them are just wasting away. Monsters and beasts and shite. Um, you had sorted out then, what your business in town was then. Hey, let's say... The den's been cleared. Uh, the group I've started traveling with, they're the same that uh, led to the revival of the Black King. So they... Right, I had had a note on them just to if they if they'd come by to give them any assistance. So, so it sounds like you're in good hands. That's... Uh, Colin, that's... Uh, they uh, done quite a bit for me. And they helped take out the mind flares. Um... Which is good, because that was not something I would have been able to do, either on my own, or I think you and I, oh. you'd been pulled into it. Oh, for sure. Um, and uh, mind players, uh, you know, uh, from what from what the stories I've heard, these, uh, this group is quite the, quite the precision instrument of, like, violence and skill. So, you I know. I wouldn't say precision is a word that comes to mind. Really? Oh. That's, I mean... It, they get the job done, <laughs> uh, and I feel like I'm, you know, they've got my back because I'm traveling with them. Um, a precise instrument, though. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, well, at least that's the story they're telling back home. But as long as they're loyal and effective, I mean, really, what else could you, ask you can for? ask for? Exactly, exactly. Uh, right. So, but sorry to get into business, but. From what I can tell, we're going to be walking back, and so we're going to be moving quick, I think. Okay, uh, that's, I mean, that's two, three months, walking across the mountains and uh, up the riverlands. Hey, that's, uh, that's a tough trip. It seems like they're intent, and I've made the journey at least once, so I might be able to lead them on the good paths, but we'll see. Hopefully we come up with, it comes to mind that we're in a city full of wizards and casters and whatnot, and so teleportation might be in the cards. Right, well, um, I I do have uh, do have the, um, the runes necessary for the teleportation, so if you find a wizard that can cast it, it's uh, available for you. I mean, probably cost you a couple of coin. Sure. And, uh, uh, Sarai, Sarai's good for it. I don't know if you've heard uh, of her, but yeah, she's she's good for it. Um, but yeah, uh, key bits though before we arrive, things to know. Um, we think we may have a way to bring the draconic protections of this city back to the house of house of shields, and so we are experimenting on that. Uh, if you can ask if they've got any line. On the pieces of Gairon's staff within the treasure vaults. 
Nothing's running to my mind, but I'll ask. And, uh, you know, there's no telling what was in the vaults of the Black King. I think they're still doing it, worrying in that. Or at least His Majesty seems to be a chunk of um, precious or, I don't know, say dangerous uh, bits of lore and uh, items out there. But uh, I can pass that word ahead. Um, uh, protections of the, of the House of Shields would be good. I, one of my other contacts, uh, Daru. You heard? Do you know him? Uh, old cute, but uh, part of the scouting league. Go ahead and roll a history check on Daru. Yeah. A 13. You do know the name. Um, Taro Grace is a old dwarven scout and he should have retired a century back. Um, kind of a mad, mad man, kind of a mad coot. Um, one-eyed, keeps his beard short and is it's all gray but not like a like a regal like white no it's just like a this sickly gray um rumors are he was uh part dude and uh and always kind of resented that rumor i'm trying to up for um you didn't know what happened to him uh and you're about to, you're about to get that filled in for you yeah, you remember a few years back, um, Taru took on a job. Well, <laughs> they couldn't figure out how to just put the bastard to retirement, so they told him to go to uh, set up a, a, a base or a point of, of contact there. So apparently he's been hiding underneath some dragon service for the past... Oh, four or five years, so occasionally we get work from him. Uh, what is it? Yesterday. So there was a bunch of movement with, uh, what was that time? Told to look out for. Ilvry Duros. Ilvry Duros. Ilvry Duros. Ilvry Duros, moving around, gathering forces. And, uh, and that was, no, that was three days ago, I and then, just yesterday, <laughs> Grayson calls back, right? And he says, eh, forget it. Ilvery's been put on, uh, I think he said it, hoard arrest? Uh, sort of sounds like house arrest, like, if you ask me. But, eh, maybe it's a good thing for us. Maybe it just means there's something stranger. Yes. I prefer hearing that there's movement, knowing what it is, as opposed to something just in the shadows, fucking dragons. Hey, exactly. <sighs> Such big fox, and you think, oh, you see that coming. A slippery. Firm things. Eh. That's what news I've got. So I'll send the word ahead for it. Um, just remember, if you need happening the dragon lands 
Sora can help you out. Although, I should note, he's um, a little more senile, I think, than when he left the House of Sheep. Right. Mad as a senile red cap. That's yeah. right. I've got you. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's but, I mean, if anybody can set up shop in Dragonopolis, it'd be Old Taru. Exactly. And the best part is, uh, he's so out to lunch, no one believe anything he says. So. Right. <laughs> Nobody's gonna believe he's a spy. Exactly, exactly right. Yeah, you you can't you can't uh, give up intelligence if if the source you have is is spitting in his nose. <laughs> he's probably told somebody all of our secrets. Absolutely, I have no doubt. He's told he's told multiple people. I just, Everybody will listen. Oh, exactly. It's good to see you, too, Darren. Let's say, hopefully. We'll meet in the last Stanius times and grab, go out and grab a drink. I look forward um, to those days. Here, let me get you those runes. And um, if there's anything else I can do out of. It's got eight. I'll say, we're taking off, but it's next time we're in the city, I'll come find you first before setting the business. Look forward to it. Right. Good. You will? See if. I'll send word that we need to get you into some better digs. That's uh, this is shy. No dwarf should be living under these means. I appreciate it. Yeah, d- tell the king once he's finished uh, sorting his rubies and diamonds to to chuck a little one my way, so I can at least uh, get my door to work. That's the very least. See you, Darren. Uh, clap him on the back and yeah. fight with the door for a minute. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So yeah, you gather that information you guys um begin to make your way back to the little empire uh to review the information that you have gathered uh i think this is a good place place for us to take a short break um so we're going to take about a, a 10 15 minute break should be back around 9 20 um so yeah thank you guys for hanging out with us we will see you in just a minute but until then good evening everyone and welcome back we are random encounter productions i'm cody stone with me tonight we have i'm andrew i'm playing grizz the beastmaster ranger i'm tom and i'm playing navi the living impaired uh uh rune knight fighter i'm mars i'm playing tom roth oakenblade the wood elf scout and I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the Tiefling Barbarian. Awesome. So, when last we left off, our uh, heroes were gathering up some friends, checking uh, out with uh, Delrin, and getting Screevers together, gathering a little bit of information before making the trip back to uh, the House of Shields and back to Queen of the Black King. Um, so you guys, it is lunchtime. You've probably met back up at the Little Empire or wherever you would like to within within the city. Um, what would you guys like to do? Probably back at the Little Empire, since we know Grizz usually hangs out there and it's kind of been our unofficial meeting spot. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I'll, I think I'll follow along. I think uh, Na'Vi uh, will want to, at some point, uh, catch up with Thosian and uh, in the Forge, uh, but that's that's for that's for downtime. That's just me kind of claiming that that's what's happening, uh, as opposed to me actually saying, I'm just going to leave for a bit. Uh, so yeah, he will join you. Uh, join you at the at the end. Okay. So you guys have yeah. gathered up there. Um, if if I'm reading which direction all of this is going, mm-hmm. okay. Um, so you guys have gathered up and can take it away, or you guys can tell me out of character what you would like to do. Like this, uh, so I met with my contact, and I actually was able to get a. Pull out the what I imagine is a scroll. But yeah. I got the runes for uh, teleportation circle back to the House of Shields. If we can find somebody that can cast it, I I've got the destination. Save us a few months' walk. Honestly, especially considering what we're trying to do, time is probably of the essence. Yeah, anyway, we could just magic ourselves over there real quick. That would definitely be a good idea. Uh, do, we, do we have an idea how much that might cost to get somebody to get that spell cast? Uh, you guys can make history or arcana checks to uh, see what you know just off the top here. 16, either. That's arcana. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking up the, the cost of purchasing that magic scroll item and I can tell you what it's going to be in just a moment, but super good at, um, because I've, I've got the share screen on, can't just go searching through things without violating. As soon as, as soon as people start, uh, talking about money, I think Navi, uh, goes to the small pouch, uh, as, uh, in, in his pocket, kind of, um, tips it out and just kind of, um, sort of presents like a, a small handful of, uh, of gold coins, 19 gold coins to be exact, and sort of says, um, I don't know whether this'll, um, suffice, but it's, it's yours if you want it. Uh, somebody roll me 2d10. Oh. Uh, 60, even. 16? 60. 60. 2d10. Oh, sorry. Uh, 16 then. Yeah. 16. Okay. I was sorry. I rolled, I rolled the, the you rolled the percentile. Yeah. This percentile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that makes, I usually ask for that, but in this particular instance, I was like, you don't want 60. That's not, that's no. not even possible here. Um, so it is going to run you guys 4,000 gold pieces. Hey, Navi, Navi, no. We got, we got that covered. I mean, I'm pretty sure Benedict's good for it. Well, I don't want to take from Benedict either. I mean, he works so hard for his money. He should decide how he wants to spend it. Very, very generous, Badger. It really is. It really is. Treasure sharing whatever she's got for lunch with Benedict. <laughs> Narvi's just sort of surreptitiously opens the pocket where the uh, the pocket uh, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 soup is now. Well, you guys have seen uh, Benedict actually in in the process of finishing up uh, the jelly this morning. 
um, because he's he has snouted his way into things and done a bit of a bit of cleaning, right? Um, he's it's it's acting as um, one part lip balm, one part like hair gel for him, and he's got the um, he's got the Christopher Reeve, the Superman Earl, just right in the middle of his head. Like he doesn't, it's not intentional. He doesn't know, but you you can see he's been going like this and then like that on his head so much that like just this one this one tuft of of black and and white fur has has kind of begun to to super uh super curl no, okay. i want to i want to buy him a cape now <laughs> it's i i see it more as uh, there's something there's something about benedict you know what i mean <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. absolutely <laughs> you built a loving a lovable character dumb i brought a badger <laughs> well, so Navi, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure we have. I'm pretty sure. I mean, the group might be good with it. Just pulling out of the bag of holding a bit, because I'm fairly sure we have at least a few grand in there that we could spare for a teleportation circle. Sure? And I'm sure anything that's going to save us all a few months of walking, everybody else would be perfectly fine with. Okay. Very well. Um, uh, does uh, yeah? I mean, uh, are we all ready? I guess. Um, shall we? Shall we? Shall we leave it until this evening, or um, are we? Are we uh, pressed to go now? I'd say I that uh, I sent word ahead to have them start looking for Gairon's staff, and so we can, I think, settle up any business through the day that we've got in town. Head out this evening, give them time to, you know, root around a little bit. Yeah, and plus want to do a little bit of window shopping since uh, now we got a bit of time and we're on our way out. That's... I mean, <laughs> wouldn't hurt to stock up on something that we might be able to find here but not get back at the House of Shields, too. What did you, what, what do you have in mind? Well, there's one thing that I'm looking for. Um, actually, something for both me and Treasure, considering how often uh, we get stuck in bars. Uh, heard rumors about these amulets or necklaces or something that while you're wearing them and you drink something, you feel better afterwards. So, yeah, I just wanted to see maybe that was around here. Although I could probably get that back in the House of Shields, knowing the constitution of a dwarf. Right. Was there anything you wanted to finish up or look around for, Narvi? I know you've been here for a little while. Um, I mean, uh, Cody, um, yep. nothing, nothing springs to mind uh, to to Tom, the player, to Narvi, the character. I, I feel like this this was um, the the you know the 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 search for the cards is what brought me here and uh yeah. since then um i've felt slightly uh, as in as in navi has felt slightly rudderless hence hence the kind of um you know uh, the uh, the happiness to 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 keep going with uh, with the rest of the party but um i don't I, know whether you i think that's a fair assessment i don't think that there's anything um super particular that is that is focusing you um yeah. i you know cha- a change of scenery 
and from what you understand, having spoken with Tauroth about the cards and destiny and things like that, change of scenery or just sort of plugging along down the road, eventually something should catch you. Um, I don't think there's any specifics that Narvi has here, unless yeah. uh, unless there's something it, I have missed. Um, but I agree with you. I think I think uh, he will just say uh, that there is there is one um, last thing I'd like to I'd like to do, but um, uh, I can do that. I can do that whenever. Um, I can do that now. What would you have in mind? Um, I just, uh, I hope it's okay with you, Talroth. I just wanted to pay my respects um, to your brother um, and go back to the last the last time I saw these cards at work. Um, if that's if that's okay with you. I'll rough. Gonna get a uh, quiet for a second. Just take a sip of the coffee. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with it. Uh, I kind of need a little bit of closure myself, at least on the events that happened there. So yeah, I'll go with you. Okay. And Treasure takes a moment during that. She kind of reaches over and squeezes Talroth's hand, like one of those silent, you good? Do you want me to come with you? Kind of stares for a second. No, I'll just give a quick little nod. What about you, Grizz? I've got nothing in particular. Let's uh, I can search out the rest of our party, let them know what's going on. Um, no, it's Talroth. It's hard to lose loved ones. Fine. I'll you get everybody what? together, and you can all, all meet back here. Um, I'll also tr- see if I can't track down a wizard who can cast Teleportation Circle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we got most of the money split between the Havasack on Stitch and the bag of holding on to ride, so once we get them together, we should be able to pay that wizard, no problem. Right, let's say. We'll sit about that if you want to pay respects. Uh, we were taking them with us to the House of Shields, right? You mentioned get them somewhere out of the way and safe. Yeah, mostly just to make sure she uh, Trinit and Cass, they're just, they're just not stuck here, at least at the House of Shields. It'd be a little easy to keep track of where she is, uh, somewhere a little safer overall. And especially especially seeing how hospitable the dwarves have been, I'm sure she'll be just fine. I think so as well. That's uh, right. Anything else that, well, you lot are out and about, you want me to grab? Anything you want me to do? Keep an eye out for her. I'm quite all right. Thank you. Right. Don't do business then. What would you guys like to start with? Uh, you want to start with? Let's start with Narvi and Talroth, as um, you go to gather uh, Talroth's brother, brother's keeper. Um, you guys make your way back to where Talroth you um, that Tilly 
uh, is nestled in. You know, she, she does have, have an apartment. Um, did you get the gentle repose coffin? Yes, we okay. paid the 8000 for it. Great. And yeah, so it also floats and and carry forever crazy. Um so yeah, it, she is in the um in the basement apartment that they had um that at one point you guys was your brother's factory or work work workplace in another lifetime. It is pretty well lit. Um, you guys make your way down. Um, upper head. Hi. Um, the it's really great working. Really, really. Uh, it's no trouble at all. Uh, it was it was at least the least that I can do to at least uh, try to help with things. you're going to help. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, hi. I, I know we didn't get to talk a lot last time you were here. It's nice to meet you. I'm Tilly. It's good to meet you too. I'm Navi. Um, and I think um, you... you, you, you Halroth, you kind of probably see a bit of a marked difference between the the Na'vi that you have been around and the Na'vi that is kind of um, being shown here to the kind of grieving um, uh, person. Do you know what I mean? I think there's there's a there's a level of kind of um, sympathy and uh, more pressingly empathy for for for. Um, her in this kind of stace sort of horrible stasis kind of thing um, and I think um, yeah there's there's a, a genuine smile still kind of ghoulish on, on uh, Navi's face but um, uh, and he sort of looks at um, at her and sort of says um, how are you? I'm I'm well um, a little stir crazy if if I'm being honest, this is probably the longest I've been in one place for for any length of time. I mean, not since not since we left the village. And um, I just so much happening in the city, such abundance, and I I know that uh, that if you a castle over the excitement and trying to get on an expedition or there's a lot going on and I know he will yeah no he's just just in the next room at the moment they'll come back and I kind of uh, I think I um, Navi's original plan was to give it to or to to pop it on um, Kaz's sort of um, uh, coffin. Uh, but but he kind of uh, reaches into a pocket and uh, sort of takes uh, takes his hand and places it on top of um, Tilly's. Um, Tilly? 
uh, and and um, sort of places something in there, and he, he sort of says, um, uh, "There's not, there's not much I remember, um, uh, but that that which I do um, knows that there's there's a lot in um, symbols uh, that can hold us, keep us." Um, kind of looks up and says, um, made this from, uh, some coins that magically found their way into my being, um, into my, in, onto my person. Um, they have that magic. Uh, they might have, uh, a little extra magic to give you too. Um, and, uh, he kind of places like a small, um, like, he's kind of you can see that he's kind of quite quite hastily like heated and uh kind of uh pressed a uh the, the gold coin into into a small sort of like golden kind of pendant type thing that he's put on a, a leather um a leather strap a leather cord um with a small rune in it um he says um rune is um a protection rune um i don't have the magic of some of the people in this city, but um, I've always found that there's a certain amount of magic that uh, a small of ma- amount of magic in the mundane uh, to um, keep it with you. Um, it'll keep you safe. And he kind of uh, looks at her for a second and uh, does his characteristic shuffle uh, off uh, over into the corner of the room where um, where the the first sort of uh, magic circle the uh, the card kind of bargain took place and sits down there for a sec. As, yeah, as you shuffle away, she, she definitely gets. And realizing that you're a little focused elsewhere doesn't. Doesn't go to great lengths to tell she is appreciative, has um, a great amount of gratitude. It's offered. And while Narvi shuffles off, I'll just kind of quietly talk to Trilly on the side and just explain that we are going to be leaving town soon, but we do want to take her and cast to a safe place somewhere where she can get out a little better and explore a little bit. Um, yeah, I trust you. If, if that's, if you think there's somewhere safer than, than Kyrtayan, absolutely. Yeah. I'm ready to go when you are. I'll pack up a few things. And Well, we're all going to be meeting up at the little empire shortly. We're just working at the means of transportation I uh, just need to find a wizard good enough to cast a teleportation circle, and he'll pop us over to the House of Shields. We'll get you set up. We'll explain the situation to them, and they will take perfectly good care of you. Okay. Sounds good. Um, and she, um, yeah, that's about getting herself ass ready. Um, over to... Grizz. Uh, and Treasure, are you with Grizz, or where are you with um, Stu? Or by yourself? Uh, she had gone with those two for a bit, but during some of that, hearing some of that, mentally reliving some of that, she would have actually 
excused herself part of way through it, it would have gone to try to find a bakery in town to see if there's anywhere in town that maybe serves or makes baklava. Um, sure, make me an investigation check. Not bad, an 18. Okay, yeah, I'm going to say that you, um, that there is a, um, specialty baker that can make that for you, yeah. And she'd like to place, like, an order something for her to share with everyone for basically comfort food purposes. Yep. Absolutely. Um, uh, we'll say five silver, half gold coin later. Cause it's kind of a specialty, uh, piece, but yeah, you, you get enough to share with, uh, the entirety of the party, including Screevers and Tilly and, um, Benedict, everybody. So, She's going to pay a full gold just because she understands this is not common here. Sure. Okay. And also for the sake of the occasion, it's one of those like mentally treasure's not usually a quiet person ever. Yeah. And she would have slipped out of that room barely a few with barely a few words. Because mentally she's still feeling a scar on her head She's looking at the back of Talroth's head and still seeing that hole and still hearing that sound. And she would have, ex- like, wiped her eye a little bit, excused herself, and just left. Okay. Um, Grizz, you are looking for a wizard and, I guess, a magic shop, essentially. Uh, why don't you roll me a investigation check? And your mic, wake up. Sorry, that is a 22. A 22, awesome. Okay, yeah. um, so with, a, with above a 20, I'll actually give you the choice. You can, um, either of these people will be able to, to do what you want them to do. Um, but if you want to see the wares el- that may otherwise be in the shop, um, you can look at a scribe, a wandrite, an alchemist, or a trader. Uh, probably a trader. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's more right. general goods. It's, it's, um, you're going to have a wider variety of, of stuff there. Okay. Um, so yeah, you make your way over to Helcha's Emporium. Um, it is this, um, building that is, uh, two story with these rich, dark woods making up much of the, um, exterior of the building. The windows are stained and um, held in place with uh, like lead rivets and the very fine sort of um, murals, I guess. It's not really depictions, right? Like thin glass, like art or of, of magics and, and um, flowers and scenes and high variety. Uh, awesome light-based art. No. Um, so, she, um, as you make your way in, uh, you see Helcha, she is oddly a little 
thin for a half orc, like like wiry, right? Um, mm. Most half orcs, you know, come in, come in, you know, broad and, and broad shouldered and and, um, and because her frame is is just a little slight, she's not unhealthy, but her head looks uh, just a little too big for her body, um, but. And, and you can tell she kind of wears like big robes, kind of try to give her a little more stature, um, mm-hmm. but it's it just makes her look like she's wearing like her dad clothes a little bit, um, or maybe these fit her at one point. She is older, uh, older for a half orc, so she probably um, mm-hmm. they have pretty short lifetimes. Um, so yeah, uh, as you as you come in, the walls are lined with all sorts of um, some weapons, some bits of armor on stands over on the far sides. There are a couple of potions and some scrolls in a glass case in front of her. Um, she is standing behind a cashier's counter. As the, the door rings when you make Hello. Oh, good day. Um, they're doing well. Uh, I'm losing my accent immediately. <laughs> I understand. Uh, say, I am uh, looking for uh, somebody with the means to cast a transportation circle and a few very lovely folks around town. Give me directions to your shop, young lady. Oh. You are quite the talker, and I appreciate it. I do. <coughs> you know, they say I, a dwarf's tongue is as silver as that that they mine. Uh, thought it had something to do with lead and heavy, but either way. <laughs> we are a very smooth people. Come on. I'll wait. Me. <laughs> credit for trying here. Um, all the credit. All the credit. I, I am. I Yes. I am Helcher, and I, in fact, can cast that particular spell. That is excellent to hear. I also, uh, just on a side note, you have a vast array of impressive goods. Uh, One of my companions mentioned he said he wanted an amulet that helped him drink with the constitution of a dwarf. Uh, That was really all that... I got from that. I don't know if you have anything along those lines. Some amulet for a drunkard, if you would. Uh, Tauroth, what is this item? I know what I'm looking for. Nope. Uh, Grizz got it. Amulet yeah. of the drunkard. Amulet of the drunkard. All right. What what rarity is it at? It's uncommon, actually. Uncommon? Okay. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I would have explained. I would have explained to him just looking for an amulet like that, and maybe a tankard that can just fill itself up. So a tankard of plenty, which is a common item. Okay. Um, so I don't. She's not going to have the tankard, but there is a good chance she has the amulet. One. Uh, somebody roll me a percentile. You're looking for something above it. a thirty percent. The one in the shop. So let's see what I got. A hundred. Okay. Yeah, you can have that. And Grizz, what does your what does your little dwarven heart in magical item form desire? Uh, well, 
got my little wish list here. Let's see. Honestly, my favorite magical item yeah. of all is the immovable rod. The immovable rod. Okay. It's my absolute favorite magical item. Okay. All dwarf heart. Um. Then here, so here's what's going to happen. Um, she does. She does have the amulet of the drunkard, and she goes back to sort of, to sort of get it. And as you guys continue your uh, friendly, flirty banter, you, uh, for for a for a dwarf and an old orc, you guys hit it off amazingly well. Even if it is not a um, romantic or, or or sexual attraction. From, like fast soul friends, right? Um, what is the rarity of the immovable? It's uncommon as well. Is it uncommon? Okay. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, she, you guys are gonna. You have such an amazing afternoon. We're gonna say you probably spend two hours that feel like two minutes, just talking. She did some rangering. She's a big fan of Benedict. She and he talk for a little while, right? She shows you around the store. Um, it It's just a really nice afternoon. And it's probably the first time in a while that felt for, for a minute. Um, and it's definitely the first time for her. Uh, and as, as, you're, as you're going over it, she's I can cast the spell. Uh, just this has been absolutely so. I I want you to yeah pay for the spell, Tankard. I want you to have this from me. And, and she <laughs> has wrapped up the uh, dwarven. It's in dwarven script. Um, specifically once uh, crafted by dwarf. She bought off of some raiders that doesn't know how got it, but um, there's a moment of recognition. She wants to to give that to you. It's incredibly kind of you. uh, You realize, even in a magical city, like magical, anything magical is just an innate value. And this is a tremendous gift. I, I think I've got something for you as well. Not on me, but when I come back with the spell, let's say, I can hopefully repay you somewhat in kind. I look forward. Um, let's see. Let's hold on to this for now. That's uh, for some reason the parity doesn't seem to trust me with a whole lot of money. So that's <laughs> when I return with the group that still have the funds for the spell, for the amulet. And I wouldn't dream of taking this off your hands until we had cash in hand. I but also, it has been an absolute delight. Uh, would you mind, right around the city, draws little dice, do you mind if I just leave Benedict here with you for a little while, keep you company? He is always welcome in the stores. All right, well, I will be back shortly with a party of slightly less desirable folk than at myself <laughs> or you. Um, she, yeah, she's uh, got, uh, I'm going to say, what is the badger slash uh, 
cat toy version of the um of the arms of Bellaro, the, the orb that like yeah. binds you know so he's kind of batting it around and it'll it'll unwrap and like catch one of his his claws and he's like oh oh er, right and it's it's a good time so absolutely yeah she is she um you get the feeling that she most people don't probably in the city don't spend a lot of time with her she doesn't have a lot of social interactions so mm-hmm. for her to have all of this stuff she probably owns this building coin's not a problem just somebody being nice to her and and talking with her afternoon worth it so. this is macaulay culkin and the pigeon lady a little bit yeah, <laughs> yeah. the pigeon lady was you know wealthy and and dripping in magic items sure <laughs> and Absolutely. technically younger than macaulay culkin yeah <laughs> Oh dear. Um, perfect. Uh, sorry, I'm making sure I get notes on her and her name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then probably a couple more minutes of just e- that, like even though you say goodbye when you spend a few minutes, just still like talking yeah. and saying goodbye several times. Of course, uh, of course. Make his way out and kind of head back to the little empire to meet back up with everybody. Good, good, good. Yeah, so that is Helcha Alfield. A full name. Okay. And it, it's Helcha's back here. Want to find her again. Uh, but you guys gather back up at the Little Empire, Baklava and, and um, place of a shop. Promise um, special item. Um, and Plans are made for you guys to depart the following. Um, so if there's anybody not present that wants to do something in the day, opportunity. But I suspect there is not much else that wall in particular. I, I have to bake the most tremendous cake okay. that I can. Absolutely. Um, make me a culinary t- uh, utensils check. Um, if it's baking... Uh, we often say baking is intelligence, baking is science, and uh, cooking is wisdom. So, absolutely, that is a nineteen plus intelligence is three, proficiency four, or twenty-five. Nicely done. It is. It is a um, yeah. It is a cake boss uh, worthy cake. It is a, a bake-off uh, cake. It's a showstopper cake. That's... I build it so it looks like her shop. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Helch's Emporium from the outside. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. A little fondant badger in the front window. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It It, it is fantastic. Uh, the taste, the structure, all of it delicious, all of it well done. Clearly from scratch. You, you spend hours on it. Um and the the kitchen of the little emporium is is flour, sugar, and and icing covered by the, by the end of it. But um, all of the waiters and assistants and everybody else that that has sort of helped you in this endeavor uh, stand proud to not only witness but have assisted and been part of. Men and women of the little empire, hey. you have come forth, and today. You have built a masterpiece. 
If you die tonight for whatever reason, it'd be weird if you did die proud. Why, why are we dying? I don't know. It's okay. Uh... It's a good day. Very, very good day. So. With loose ends tied up, and as the cake is delivered, Elchest, um, you... 350 for the, the drunkards. Uh, amulet? Amulet? Drunkard? Um, no tankards. And she does cast for all of you, for, for your entire group, uh, teleportation circle, and has it... Back of her shop. See, it's her workshop. You guys do in instant and flash arrive back within the house of Shield. Deep underground mountain north east. And it leaves cold air warmed by. Earth crust with drips of lava, fire, lump. So gentle, more like um stone, fire jumps that we arrive. Great Hall, just to south of Main Lip that um, Tauroth treasure and Grizz would be familiar with, uh, but definitely players can see that is that wide open area that for a while the entirety of the House of Shields population had sort of moved to and it is busy um, it is thrummed to life, and it, it can see dwarves moving about. Most of them have a, I'll say a tired smile. Smile of a craftsman who has, who has been putting in long days, hours of work. Um, there's a, a pride and energy and just sort of a thrum to the place that... I don't think any of you would remember. Um, there is happiness in purpose and function for these dwarves. And with the Black King back, they have embraced so much purpose and function. Um, you know where the King's Hall is? Uh, to the West, west. Uh, you can immediately make your way over there. Um, there is a new seneschal for for the Black King. You guys remember Yalmar uh, was given a different post as it was uncomfortable for him to see Vadrin no longer in control of the body. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, 
you are greeted as you guys are making your way um, here, the Black King's Hall. Are there? Are you making any other stops first, or are you just sort of going to report in right away? It's up to you guys. You you are expected, but you, there was no unless you sent another message to tell them how you were arriving. They're just expecting you at some point. I probably would have taken a second to get Trilly and Cass set up in like a little, like a like um, an inn somewhere. Absolutely, yeah. And for for the heroes that had resurrected the Black King, the there are homes and apartments of status and stature, larger than um, normal dwarves would would usually make. Um, you guys have been made comfortable places for creatures of your height, stature, including all, all the way up to Thosin. So everybody's going to fit um, and be comfortable, right? Um, that has been, that was done probably before you guys left for Caradion, Um in the time, in those months that you guys were hanging so yeah, you are you are welcomed back to the houses of you. and uh, brother. Really, they are you can set up. Anything? Anyone else up to something? I say Grizz probably doesn't stay with the party while they're here. Right. He checks into this commanding officer and goes and like stays in the barracks. Yeah, and um, the barracks are. You can tell immediately they are, they're in some ways a little emptier, they're in some ways a little fuller. Um, a lot of the veterans, a lot of the, the scouts and soldiers that you trained with are out in assignment, um, but there is a, a fresh group of recruits, young and old, have all come. A, a lot of surface dwarves, a lot of hill dwarves. Who have heard of the the return of the Black King? A lot of disparate um, plans that were broken at the fall of the Black King. Who have, um, over the past six months, been making their way to the House of Shields, Ilgrimen, to join the Kingdom, and it is it is busy. You are an officer. Uh, a petty officer, perhaps, but an officer less. Mm-hmm. You have a, uh, a semi-private, which is now private, had probably a, a bunkmate um, that you split a decent size. Uh, but he is out on assignment, um, and so mm-hmm. when you come, it's a little empty when when you make your way to your to your room. Um, his stuff is gone. And uh, packed up, clearly, you know. And yeah. um, and uh, a, qu- a quick little note, and Dwarven, just see you on the other side, brother. Uh, left there for you. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. And then notify whoever my commanding officer would be, just of the the deaths of the scouting regiment that I went out with. Okay. And just letting them know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, your your commanding officer, be um, 
Oaken. Oaken. Replaces uh, secondary head head of the scouts, Yalmar. Now, scouting troop. Um, mm-hmm. And when you deliver the news, see just sort of the the telltale burden of having to deliver that news to the crates across his. If you need me to, that's say uh, I was there. I could help deliver these. This, um, I, uh, yeah, it's here for that if I, if you want to come with me, together. I'd like to give you this last thing for him. Good man. All right. Take care of it. Um, you can see he begins crafting letters. It's gonna take him. It's a it's a tomorrow chore. Gonna yeah. take him time, craft the letters to. Uh, you know that um, maybe you don't, but definitely now they all get signed by the Black King. Personally acknowledges the service of of Falls. So. Treasure, Darvi? Um, before we all get treasure, what is the moment to divide the baklava with everybody? And it's it's not that happy division. Like, there's definitely, like, a somber kind of sense of the division of the baklava. But as he goes to eat it, she just takes the moment. And it's kind of like her mentally grouping. Like gathering herself together and just setting her shoulders straight, getting her head on straight, just to go do treasure. Um, so sorry, I, you're you're bouncing in and out, and I'm losing some of your audio. Um, it's kind of kind of roboting, lack of a better term. I'm seeing I'm having some connection difficulties here. Yeah, that started to help after a... Okay. Okay. But what she would have done was it would have been more somber kind of division of the baklava, letting everybody have a piece, kind of her shoulder straight. Have a piece herself, but with that piece, kind of take him, set her shoulders, and kind of nose to the grindstone and focus. Absolutely. Um, Narvi, this is a bold new world for you. Absolutely. I think, um, immediately the, the, the sort of, um, not being able to see the sky is, is an unsettling kind of, um, uh, uh, place for Narvi to be, I think, uh, suffice it to say. Um, but the energy that that he kind of um, loses, I suppose, from or the 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 nervous energy that he gets from uh, being in a confined uh, like a large room, though it is still a confined space, um, as 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 it is, um, I think he puts in 
to uh, just drinking in every single aspect of this place. Um, I, I think essentially he does what he always does in that um, he's scouring uh, the 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 environment for any sign of recognition, for any sign of kind of. Um, uh, any semblance of, of of memory, any sign of home, really. Uh, that's that's kind of um, the the yeah. The first time he gets to gets anywhere, I think, is just that kind of right. Um, the 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 sort of checklist of things that um, I can remember. Sure. Does this fit any of the bills? I would say this one doesn't. Yeah, no. Um, you were you were much more. Wow, you wouldn't have thought it, but you were probably more at home in Cardian. Yeah. The, the variety of races, and there's clearly a, a fae or elven bent to the population yeah. there. But this is this is industry and stone and echoes, and so you at least can check off uh, the House of Shields as as a place you did not come from. Yeah, and I think it's it's one of those things where there is that. Um, moment of kind of consternation and moment of despair and uh kind of uh the the sense of loss all over again sense of loss of uh memory of or loss of self um uh and anyone that's that that would be looking in any way shape or form would be able to see um his shoulders sort of set in a way that um in a semblance of a deep breath in and a writing of oneself. Um, and he gets ready to be there for the party again. Essentially, he gets sort of into back into that kind of mode of, right, uh, what can I do for these guys? What's the best way of being productive for these guys? Um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. So... <clears throat> And days and nights are different in the Dwarven Kingdom, uh, operating on six-hour shifts. At, um, there's always people up. There's always people, almost, almost like that of a of a of a ship sails. So when you guys regroup after having spoken with your after having shared and reset and gathered it's different way settle you guys are ready back black king if you can or with the seneschal uh, whose name I just said and have already forgotten uh, I think it was Yalar? No, I think he was the old one. Yalmar is the old one. Uh, I know Rilkin was my direct supervisor. Uh, yes. But the one above him, I didn't write down. Did it start with a T? Tremor or something? Trailer. That's off. That's not right. Yeah. Yeah, we can go with that. Right. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're on board with that one. That that's good. 
Um, yeah. Let's go with... Um, apologize. It broke. I wrote down everything else and then the, the one the, name. The one, the one, the one thing there, of course, of course. I was digging, I was digging into my uh, notes to get something else ready that I was expecting uh, to, to come up here in just a moment. Uh, but let's see if I can't... Uh, let's go with, uh, okay. Yeah, let's just go with a Trollo. It's a good old Trollo. As you guys are making your way into King's Hall, it is the honor guard of the Black King, Trollio, uh, who comes to greet you. Welcome back, friends. We do appreciate your efforts. I've been told that you brought and opportunities of safety, not just themselves, but for the entirety of the Come, I'll escort you down. You guys are led by that spiral staircase that descends darkness that is unsettling. Lights that you carry keep about them to see. Footsteps oddly muffled. Place that should and at the bottom. To a grand hall, into a place where you can. If it were not lit, you would barely be able to see the next pillar. The roof, seventy-eight, just beyond that of. Um, the columns, like the one you just ascended, are. Mural-like reliefs, uh, flat, not, it's not a mural. It's always that sort of hieroglyphic style, right? Like etched, carved stone, flat stone of giants and dwarves. Um, on the north face, frost giants. On the southern face, fire giants. Dwarves of shield to the east. Dwarves of axe to the west. Flip those. It's in western. Um... This is a place that Treasure and Tauroth recognize. And it does look a bit different than the last time you guys were here. First of all, it is well lit. And the last time you had seen the Black King's Vault and the throne upon which he was resurrected from, um, all of the vaults were still in flux. But in the months that have passed, all of those disparate places, all of those seats of power from Frozen Yarm, Forge of the Fist in the South, its House of Shields, and Yak's Lord Citadel. All of them seem to have gathered here. 
place is clean, all lit. Glitters. It glitters with a gold at Weather Kingdoms. Craftsmanship. Earthly. There are not just black guards down here, although there are plenty of them. There are also workers. You can see the coffers of the Black King being sorted, counted, and through almost like a dumbwaiter um, or a, like a miner's belt of carts, right? Being raised up city above. The Black King um, is over near that counting as it were. As you guys make your way up, you can We're roughly about 80% of the way through uh, the common coins, much of which the prices of businesses. I understand. Let's make sure of our kin reach. Still, the Lord, the air. Deep in the greys, been skeptical. It's to be expected. However, must whether by price, example. Statue is the only. Of. I understand, my king. And, and he, he cuts him off as he says your, your approach. Not in a way that says he does him talking about it near you, but in a way that he said what he say about the matter. His attention is true. Um, to a moment. My friends. Welcome. Vault itself is... Well... Definitely underneath. I hear you have reports for me, and... I look forward to hearing them. Please, come with me. And he turns and leads you back beyond the throne. The large... Extremely well etched. In fact, you think you saw this table upstairs before. That's the one that had the map on it. Except it seems to have been expanded. Some chairs have been added. Um, but it looks like he does more of his business out here. And so he offers you all seats and he takes up one himself, one for himself. So, what is it that you have to what is it that you have to report? I'm repeating myself because I got afraid went too deep and then people that's happened in the past. 
the, the entire time, like when the Black King like turned towards them, Grizz like dropped into a bow, did all the like horse. That stuff. He's not a hero of these people necessarily. Um, and is just kind of sitting quietly, like head kind of bowed. Um, well, uh, do you want the long story or the short story? I want the most effective story. We got some info about the dragons. There might be a plan to stop them, but we need it. We're missing a piece. All right. Tell me of this plan. If I may, my lord, I I sent word um, in advance of our coming that we are seeking pieces of Gairon's staff. Um, we believe we have a way in, hope, in hopes that it was left within your vaults. Uh, we believe we have a way to bring the protections of Cerdain against the dragons here. He turns and, and looks at one of his attendants. Um, as you say that, uh, he seems to remember part of it, but it's also person, and he's looking yeah. like, where are my notes? And the other person, they, they do sort of bring, bring them up. Yes, did receive this word. You have at least some scraps of staff. But what hasn't been explained to me is how this will assist protection. The, the magics themselves I'm not partic- particularly versed in, but those same wards that prevent dragons from maintaining a, dra- a draconic visage or entering the city of Kerdayan, uh, Gairon's staff is uh, a key instrument in the creation of those wards. Uh, with those wards enacted around the House of Shields uh, near Keep, dragons would not be able to enter at least in their draconic forms, to the best of my knowledge. My lord. Good. Um, for for assistance sake, I'm going to... Any of the other party members can explain the, um, the system of bells that's utilized um, to protect the city of Kandaya. And... Um, I think you guys know this. The, um, I've said it. The, their piece of the Staff of Kyrian is, uh, Staff of Gyron, is in the mallet that, that bells. Um, this is explained to him as he is reviewing certain This is good information. I do have some notes on Gyron's staff. It was it was among draconic artifacts that we had discovered the whereabouts in the past. Things that we had so Still sorting through the 
However, what I find turning is the potential limits of its magic. A single piece seems to be powerful enough to cover a city. It's far along. As he's talking, I'm going to lean over the treasure and just quietly whisper in Infernal. Should we mention the orb? And she nods. She was going to. She was just waiting for... All right, I'll just kind of put my hand on her shoulder and squeeze slightly and just let her go. Or let her do it. Um, Your Majesty... While we were uncovering this information, there was a plot by a dragon, and I was personally there. Uh, a and she kind of searches her memory, you know, for what she knows of magical terms. A silmaracum, silmaraculum, silmaracum. Thank you. <laughs> um, and he was building this and she you know kind of carefully pulls out the orb you go to reach uh so the orb is in was in which bag uh bag of holding was it i believe it was in the bag of holding or the haversack it was one of the two i thought it was in the haversack okay um <laughs> you go to reach in and if I am not mistaken, uh, what else is in the haversack? Cafe? Okay. <laughs> Aside from cafe, I think we had um, some miscellaneous weapons. Uh, the rope of climbing was usually in there. It, it wasn't. You're, yes. Okay, Caitlin, just message me. It was in the haversack. That's what I thought. Okay. And I do believe you looked up if it would hurt anything. It it wouldn't hurt anything that's in there, but uh, Cafe is the um, the Marid that uh, is sentient, lives in your haversack. Uh, not mistaken. And have acquired herself a monocore. Ooh. Pleasure, you you reach in to you reach in to grab it. Kind of feel around. I'm going to pull out Cafe's urn. Okay. Yeah, it's her picture. Yeah. You mm -hmm. you you pull it out. Cafe, darling. There's no response. Did she Pretty please, Cafe. It you know she's in there, but it, there's no <laughs> there's no response. Your Majesty, and she's gonna set the picture down and just like 
put her hand on top of it. There's a stopper on the pitcher. Like, if you want to look in there, you can. Um, but you you have to, like, pull the stopper to, to look in. She's going to pull the stopper okay. slightly. You, you look down, and there's definitely... I love this. And he, it's like looking in, like, the genie lamp, right? But it So, like, it's like the I Dream of Genie lamp. She's got, like, her circular... 60s, 70s sex couch happening, but she's definitely like hidden in the corner, trying to not let you see her. Cafe, our sweet, adorable cafe, I am aware you are in here. May we have a word, please? Sort of shudders and comes swirling up and out. Did you want to make a wish? Uh, not currently. Just wanted to um, know if uh, something that was in the bag mm-hmm. had come into your possession. Something so kind of shiny. So you wish to know if something that was in the bag has come into my possession? Cafe. <laughs> It's a fair Your wish. Majesty. Your Majesty, if I may introduce you to Cafe. Right. Um, and, and she sort of wheels about. I didn't have a sense of loyalty. So, my liege, your perfect subjects have brought for you tremendous gift of... Anything Excuse me, I'm actually going to cut her off real quick because she's only talked to us for a grand total of 10 minutes, and for nine and a half of those, she was lying to us. Just giving you a fair warning. I appreciate that, Tel. I appreciate that, Tel Thank you. I don't know what they're talking about, my lord. I am a granter dreams. And the, o- the only I- 30 seconds you were telling the truth, you weren't talking. Well, that is not true. I am... I know how heavy. Crown? I'm I'm sure that... There's any bit of heaven. Such a load. He'll sort of... Hey, hey. And he takes the stopper uh, from, from treasure and just caps it. Boom. Okay, your majesty, I'm... I'm very sorry. We had a dragon orb that we obtained. And I'm pretty sure she's probably hiding it in there. That sounds likely. Um, Where I come from, this is normal. Usually we have the fiery type, though. Oh, That's a little more predictable here, Freed. I do appreciate that. So, this feels like a... uh, I but ac- yes, there was a uh, there was a dragon orb involved. They were trying to make one, probably to try to summon things into Cardian. Uh The idea was if we could get you said dragon orb, that one of the wonderful artificers that you have in the city, since you have many, many great, very skilled artificers that even helped me fix and cheat points to Bloodburner, if it was possible to reverse engineer something like this to keep them away with the help of the shard of the staff. Oh, uh, stuff. 
Uh, he is going. He's going to make a Arcana and a History check for himself, which is both actually as an award. Um. Well, contesting with Mara to get the dragon's orb is a nuisance, but it is a contained problem. One that, as long as it remains, something deal with as the day. My people have begun. It's only been a few shifts now, searching for this bit of iron staff. As best I can tell, even dragon orb. Stead in the range of a single staff. Still not a, a single place, perhaps the House of Shields. That would leave both the Fist of the Four, Axe Lord Citadel, Ozen Yar. Susceptible. Abandoning my people, though they forced me to ask. Something that nods at me. It's not something I am interested in doing. Seeing as that is. Either acquire pieces in the world, but we must bend each of our Primary. Or. Or a more permanent. Turret. Dragon. It's a matter we must. Treasure's going to pull out a little uh, journal that she had been scrawling in when we went to visit the Dragon's Temple. And she's going to hand it to the Black King. And it's basically information on the Worm King and things like that, the Worm King's prison. Uh, Your Majesty, this is all hearsay, something we heard from a draconic temple. And I can at least tell you about where I come from across the ocean, about Dileon. But it seems that there is a much bigger civil problem going on in Dragonopolis that's quite possibly somewhat self-contained and maybe a little bit time-buying. Not a permanent solution, as you had mentioned, but something to consider. Right. I will read over these notes and we will search throughout the vault. Any treasures hidden some of which I remember. Some of which. Ray. Staff. I would actually like all of you to roll me a percentile. Sixty-four. Oh shit! Really? I also got a sixty-four. Hey, look at that! Well, damn. Fifty-nine. Ah. Uh, 
99. <laughs> Did Treasure do it again? I don't know, because apparently I can't roll in the middle. <laughs> so. There are ten pieces, um, four of which the relocation is relatively good. So, uh, I was going to ask you guys to roll anything above 90. So, last six pieces. See if one is here. Um, we are reaching sort of the end of tonight because I don't really... But, what I would like you guys to discuss as a team. One piece of the staff of, of Gyron can be used to protect essentially one hex on the map. One base. One right. So it will take time. You have the forge. That's a great place to, to build these bells. Mallet. All of that sort of stuff. One of the things you do know is that once you see it, and I'll go ahead and tell you guys this ahead of time, so you can have time to think about what to do. Um, the ace staff piece lead you to another. Don't know necessarily where or how far that will So, Question for the DM. Yes. Is it possible that staff pieces may not be on this plane? Um, the staff will indicate that. Yes. Yeah. That 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 is something you will potentially. Yes. Okay. Um. Hey. So, Black King suggests order. True question is. We wish to spend our time and energy questing for these lost relics enough that we might create safe bubbles for each of our growing cities. We are able to retake this to the full. Where the Fae, formerly Fae Wild, have taken up Rose and Jarl. Claiming that citadel, each of these places require protection. Each of these places under threat of dragon. But it sounds also as there is common in dragon kind. Perhaps spores of this for them. They might with um, our wood plausible and a lack of blood ally themselves east back them both both strong possibility of this strengthens our king as does 
repairing them. None of these is a disservice. It's your one. It's you, Said. It's course of action. You guys can absolutely go questing for more of the Staff of Cairdian. You have one piece. You have a safe haven. Um, oh, I apologize. I didn't realize I was cutting out. Um, thanks for letting me know. I'll just go ahead and recount in not the deep voice. Um, one staff will protect one place. You can go questing for others, other pieces of the staff. Very strong. Very powerful. Good quests. Good times. And go to Dragonopolis and attempt to put to rest some of this Prince of Fang and Claw. You can also help the Feywild and help strengthen the defenses of the Frozen Jarl North. And all of these things are going to improve Black Kingdom. And all of these things are going to help defend its home. So, I... I think it's a very good, uh, good conversation for you guys to have over this next week. Um, is there anything else you guys think that your party might be interested in doing? Anything personal for Talroth is more long-term at this point. Of and we're not even in the right part of the world. Right. Yeah. Right. Um... So yeah, I know I, we all have, everybody has personal issues to, to sort out as well. Um, but I, I think um, what sort of quest you guys want to do next is, is really up to you. And I'm excited to find out what you guys want to do. So I think with that said, we are going to call it a night um thank you guys so so much for hanging out with us i hope you guys had a wonderful game i enjoyed it i enjoyed all the little talky bits it was a good time um so we're gonna say good night thank you guys we will see you next time but till then oh all right oh i should have done that